Boston Celtics fans, I hate losing to the Miami Heat, and I know you do too, including losing to the Heat Report by Chat Sports with host Nick Roloff. We're currently in a subscriber battle throughout the month of February with their channel, and right now it's exactly what we're doing, losing to the Heat Report. I need you guys to hit that sub button right now. Go on ahead and help us beat the Heat Report this month, because if we do, we'll get a big prize to give away on one of our upcoming watch parties. All you guys have to do, hit that sub button for me. Does anybody else miss Boston Celtics basketball yet? Because it's been a couple of days since the NBA All-Star break has started, and I'm over it. I'm ready for Boston Celtics basketball to be back. But in the meantime, Smitty and I wanted to break down what the Boston Celtics really need to do in the second half of the season in order to win Banner 18. But more importantly, who needs to step up for the Boston Celtics to help them win Banner 18? It's exactly what we're doing on Celtics Today by Chat Sports. I am your host, Allie Barefoot. And we are breaking down the top 10 most important Boston Celtics players on the road, the 2024 NBA Finals. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Bear with us. We got a lot of players and a lot of stats to get through. But I do want to break down the C's overall. They're 43 and 12th. They're first in the East. And man, they've been in the top of the East for so long. I can't even remember a time where they ever we're now at the top of the East. 16.2, three points made. That is first in the NBA. 47.3 rebounds. That is first in the NBA. And six and a half blocks, which is second in the NBA. They're crushing it game in, game out. And like I said, they're just blowing everybody out of the water in the Eastern Conference. They're currently four games ahead of every other NBA team in the the playoffs right now in the standing, I should say. The Celtics, the Cavs, the Bucks, who I truly do feel will lose a couple more spots here by the time playoffs do roll around. And another team that I think is going to turn it up a notch is the New York Knicks. They've been going crazy. Of course, we're going to be live on Saturday for that game. The 76ers, I also expect to keep falling in these standings with Joel Embiid out. The Pacers, the Heat, the Magic, the Bulls, and the Hawks. I would say number eight through number 10, not to worry about just yet, but the Boston Celtics are still in the running to be the number one team in the Eastern Conference. But can the Celtics stay the top seed is the true question. We are the team to be. We have the biggest target on our back right now, but thankfully we have the right assets on the roster in order to keep that number one seed. So the C's have 10 more games this entire season where they're facing a player in the East and the West in the top five. That's out of 24, 25 plus more games this season. Plus, did you guys know the Boston Celtics actually have the 28th hardest schedule rest left in the second half of the NBA season? So January was a tough month for the Boston Celtics, but they knocked it out. They got it done. Now they have an easy ride left till May, which is music to my ears, but they're going to have to play hard every single game because Boston Celtics fans know that. The worst team they play, the worse they do play. So that's the thing Celtics are going to have to look forward to. But we're going to break down those top 10 most important Boston Celtics players on the second half of this video. But first, you guys need to hear about Prize Picks, the number one daily fantasy sports app in America's phone, my phone, Smitty's phones, everybody here at Chat Sports Phone. Why? Because it's super easy to play. All you have to do is pick between two to six players and pick more or less on their projected stats. And they already have 
picks for you guys to go on ahead and make before that second half of the NBA season does start. They do have the Joker having more than just one 30-point-plus game. That's a lock. That's 99% off their original pick, which was 9.5. They also have Jason Tatum having more than 10. I have him having more than 10 more double-doubles this season. But if you think he'll have less, go on ahead and pick less. No one's stopping you. I just say life's too short. That's why I always pick the more, and I love picking the more with Jason Tatum. So all you guys have to do to make your picks is go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use promo code CLNS for a first-time deposit match up to $100 and watch yourself win some real money in real time. We're going to go from 10 to 1 here on the show, and we're going to start with O'Shea Brissett, who has made a name for himself in at least the second rotation for the Boston Celtics. It hasn't been too crazy of a role that O'Shea Brissett has, but what he is doing when he is in the game is actually making a difference. And in my opinion... O'Shea Brissett's main job for the rest of the regular season is to rebound when Jason Tatum is not on the bench. There's a reason why he's a third string at that wing position is because when he comes in, he's averaging 2.8, 2.9 rebounds per game. And he's averaging less than 15 minutes on the floor. This guy is crashing to the board every single time he's in. And you know what, O'Shea? Keep doing your thing. But Peyton Pritchard, I have words for you. I have him as the ninth most important Celtic, and I think that's pretty fair considering he did just get a contract extension in the offseason. He was preseason P. He's a lethal three-point shooter when he is on target. However, his main job is to just find consistency. If you look at the last five ball games, he's got career high 28 points, 8 points, 3 points, 11 points, 5 points. It is the most inconsistent scoring I have seen from a point guard in so long that I'm really just hoping Peyton Pritchard can come in. And if you want to consistently score less than 10 points, then absolutely continue to crash. Absolutely continue to keep assisting the starters who are on the floor. And with that being said, I do want to talk about number eight, Luke Cornett. We do think he is the eighth most important Boston Celtic on their journey to Banner 18. However, pending an injury with Chris Porzingis and Al Horford, I think his importance is definitely going to go up a few notches. Because did you know Luke Cornett is cleaning the glass like none other? He's actually averaging one block per game, but he's only playing about 14 minutes right now per game, which is insane considering how much, how many minutes Chris Snaps now Horford play. Every time Luke Cornett gets in, he rim protects like none other. And that's beautiful in terms of having your lethal three-point shooters like Sam Hauser, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum around the perimeter. I can always defend and have a Luke Cornett in the paint as well. So, I constantly want him to keep rim protecting. That's going to be his main job. But like I said, on the other end of the court, we're going to talk about three-point shooting, and that's why we have Sam Hauser as the number seventh most important Boston Celtics. Sam Hauser, I have such ease, and my anxiety goes away when I see the ball touch Sam Hauser's Ham. He's been shooting lights out recently, and I do think that moving forward, he just needs to keep doing what he's been doing. His main job needs to be a catch-and-shoot machine. I've seen him take dribbles here and there. I've seen him drive maybe once in a blue moon, but the way that he separates himself from the nearest contender and is able to get a shot off the minute it touches his hand is going to be a game-changer. 
when it comes to Boston Celtics in playoff time. Right now, he's averaging less than 10 points per game, which I feel like is probably a three or two a game. He's got three and a half rebounds per game, one assist, which can definitely get up there if you're not going to shoot. Really don't just try to pass the ball away to an outlet. I'd love to see more assisting from Sam Hauser, but still, shooting 41% from a three-point line is incredible, and that's what he needs to keep doing. But I truly do believe the Boston Celtics can't do any of this without the man, the leader, that Al Horford is. Al Horford is going to be 38 years old in June, and he has been nothing short of the spark the Boston Celtics need on the bench, off the bench, the mentor, the leader, the father figure on this ball club. He's the anchor. But here's the thing. He's not just like one of those GPA players you find on college football teams. Al Horford's actually producing so much for the Boston Celtics. He's currently hitting his second highest 62.6 true shooting percentages from the three in the corner. Al Horford can be lights out. He's the anchor on the court and off the court, which is why we ranked him at the number six most important Boston Celtic for the regular season. Now, before we head into what the starters are going to mean for the Celtics come playoff time, all you guys have to do is say, who do you think is the most important player off the bench for the Boston Celtics? Do you think it's Luke Cornett? Do you think it's Al Horford? Do you prefer Peyton Pritchard over Sam Hauser? All you guys have to do is go ahead and comment that down below. I'd love to have some conversations with you guys about that. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and break down the starters. I'm going to put Drew Holiday here at number five. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know how Smitty was going to feel about this. I nearly almost put Al Horford at the number five most important spot, and I almost put Drew Holiday at number six. However, Drew Holiday is becoming more of an asset on defense towards the second half of the NBA season than he really was in the first. I remember the drama, the excitement of having Drew Holiday come to the Boston Celtics. Have I been a little bit underwhelmed? Yes, I have. Maybe that's been because Derek White has be blossomed into the player that he has been. But Drew Holiday's main, def main job is going to need to be continue to defend and shoot corner threes only. I'm not sure what this new thing is with Drew Holiday taking a three-pointer with 20 seconds left in the shot clock from a range that he never has been comfortable shooting. But he is shooting his best ball out of all shots in the corner right now, and it's a three. And that's 45% of the shots he is taking is in the corner, which is why I do think if he continues that and he keeps being the all-defensive player that I've seen and stop turning the ball over, he could be a true asset come playoff time. And here's a guy I am so excited to see come playoff time, but especially really just see him find his role in the second half of the season. We saw the slump that he hit in January, which is fine. All players are allowed to go through that slump, but I will be damned if anybody says Derek White is not one of the most important basketball players on the Boston Celtics when it does come playoff time, and he has truly been an underrated asset for the Seas. And that's not just my opinion. Jalen Brown said this during All-Star Week. He said, I think Derek White has been excelling his game at a rapid pace, so it's kind of hard for fans to keep up with. That I do agree with. We've always been fortunate to have Derek White, but the way that he's been playing recently, I think fans are really underestimating what he can do for the Celtics. Brown continues saying Derek White can ball, man. You let him get hot, he can go for 30 any night, can score the ball, guards, plays both sides, I'm going to say Derek White is the most underrated player on the Boston Celtics. And I know you know this play. 
I feel it in my bones every time. I almost got lockjaw because of how far my mouth dropped when this ball went in. I am excited for bald playoff Derek White because we've seen playoff Derek White with hair. But I am ready for the jaw-dropping shots that are going to come down to the wire from bald Derek White come to playoff times, which is why I have him at number four. Speaking of Jalen Brown, let's go ahead and put him at number three. And this is no slight the fact that we didn't put him in the top two or even at the number one, I think Jalen Brown is playing the best basketball of his entire career right now, including dropping 33 points in the All-Star game, which was another highlight I didn't know I needed after coming in second in the NBA dunk contest. Jalen Brown has truly fit really well in with the trio of Chris Porzingis, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. The main thing I've loved from JB is his points in the paint. He has been popping off when it comes to driving, cutting, and just being an outlet for the Boston Celtics down low, which I think is another part of his game that he can really utilize to spread out the offense. But you guys know what I'm talking about when I say first half Jalen Brown. If Jason Tatum can't get hot until the third, fourth quarter, if Chris Porzingis or Derek White aren't in their rhythm, Jalen Brown needs to be the Boston Celtic to at least put up the first 10 points for the Celtics in the first half in order to make a difference. And making a difference is Kristaps Porzingis this season, which is why we have him at number two. I do believe KP is the missing piece for any basketball team to make an NBA Finals appearance, but the way he fits seamlessly into the Boston Celtics it makes me hard to even think about the Celtics before the unicorn did arrive. Because did you know a Porzingis post-up is Boston's most productive play, as well as the NBA's third most productive play by points added. KP has been dominating in the post-ups, which is incredible that anybody, <coughs> Kendrick Perkins, <coughs> Charles Barkley, saying they're not tough enough and they definitely rely too much on the three-point shots, which is bullshit, because Kristaps Porzingis is literally defying odds. His main job is needing to be finding the mismatch and posting up continuously. Smitty's going to have to remind me here because this graphic is so intense and you got a lot of headshots here, but pretty much Smith Dog Femmes on Twitter and it was one of the best explanations I had heard of what KP is doing for the Celtics. Yeah, absolutely. Here, Kristaps Porzingis is adding 1.40 points per post up at the most efficient rate of any player over the last decade. He is absolutely dominating down low. A lot of those um, matchups that he has are perimeter players, but listen, the Celtics are hunting those mismatches and making great plays because of it with Porzingis down low. I mean, you see it on both sides of the ball as well. I truly believe that Chris as Porzingis isn't the only thing they need to get to the finals, but he is a huge part of what they need to get to the finals. But I do believe that he's going to have to fit in along with these other four players, but he cannot do it without number one, the most important Boston Celtic, Jason Tatum. The man who came in third last year in MVP voting, the man that is currently in the MVP odds right now. Jason Tatum has set goals for himself like we all knew he would, but the fact that he wants to make history and do it this year is why he's the most important Celtic. He said, I would love to be on the Mount Rushmore of Celtics. Bird, Russell, Paul Pierce, and all those guys, they paved their way. But the one thing all of those guys have is championships. I have to get to the top of the mountain to even be considered 
as one of those guys. I want to be an all-time great. Screw the MVPs. I'm sure Tatum doesn't even care. He wants a ring. I want to be known as a winner, and I believe I will be. I believe this is a Boston Celtics year to finally win Banner 18 because of Jason Tatum's mentality. This man is going off every single night. And I applaud him for not being worried about the other extracurricular awards like an MVP because if he has a championship ring, he'll be remembered forever. And this is a pretty interesting tweet here by Drew Hanlon saying his shot pocket was too high off his double dribbles, double excuse me, dribble jumpers, which is why he was struggling to really find his shot in the earlier half of the first season of the NBA. And we remember those days where I was like, um, Jason Tatum is not looking too good. However, he lowered it back to a normal when he came to L.A. around Christmas, and then that's when he started popping off. He was shooting 29.9% off the dribble threes. Since then, he's now shooting 39% off dribble threes. He's continuously getting better throughout the season, which is why I'm so excited to see what's going to happen come May. JT's leading the Boston Celtics in almost every single category. That's why he's the number one most important Boston Celtic. 27.3 points, 8.6 rebounds per game, 4.8 assists. And the reason why there's a little asterisk here is because he is second in steals. But you want to know who's first? Jalen Brown with 1.1. Jason Tatum has 1.0. You can't tell me he's not important, man. But those are just my rankings. Those are just Smitty's rankings. Now it's your turn. All you guys have to do is rank your most important Boston Celtics 1 through 10. You can do the entire roster. You can put some G League players in there as well. All you guys have to do is go ahead and rank them down below. And while you're at it, like I said, we're in a battle with the Heat Report. And I don't want to lose Nick Roloff. He's so cocky I can't take it. So all you guys have to do is hit that sub button for me.